Welcome to Changing the Way People Feel About Insurance with FWD. My name's Fiona Mattesini, and next up in the pod is Leon Debray, currently Assistant Vice President in the brand and marketing team and about to move across to the product proposition team. I caught up with Leon to talk about new ways to bring insurance products to life, including FWD's approach. Because the best thing we could do is not tell people how customer-led we are, but show people how customer-led we are. FWD's commitment. A category trailblazer needs to demonstrate to customers that we understand them better than any company that's been around for 100 years. FWD's priorities. So what we try to do at FWD is really tell great product stories instead of just detailing product information and FWD's focus. We want to focus on what should happen, not what could happen. Let's hear more from Leon. Leon, I am so thrilled to spend this little bit of time with you because I know you're one of FWD's most impassioned and talented changemakers. I think let's start at the top. You've worked on several really interesting projects at FWD, all of which fall under the wider umbrella of getting customers to understand insurance a bit better, to connect with it in a very different way. For me, what's interesting about your background is that you've actually worked on both both sides of the coin, the technical side, so developing all of those insurance plans and products, and now the brand side, communicating all of those insurance plans and products. Can you firstly give us a little bit of a potted history? Firstly, I want to thank you for having me, Fiona. Let me start off with summarizing my background. So I'm born and bred in Malaysia, where I originally planned for a career as an engineer. But what happened was my first job was actually as a junior chemical engineer in a waste treatment facility. As you can imagine, it wasn't quite the fit that I wanted. And I took a deep (laughs) breath and realized it really wasn't for me. And that's really what prompted me to explore something different. And I actually dived first into the world of advertising. I spent 18 years actually in advertising, handling primarily FMCG brands in the beauty category and surprisingly also in the potato chips category, which is you know very different from beauty. Um, Just got to yes. say, one of my favorite things to eat. Please carry on. <laughs> You'd be surprised by the knowledge behind how potato <laughs> chips are made and marketed. <laughs> so I was actually quite fortunate that many of the FMCG brands that I worked on previously, they were what you would call pioneer or trailblazer brands in that they were actually new entrants to very established categories. And I say fortunate because I learned a lot from these trailblazer brands because they tend to be much more hardworking brands. They have to be a lot more innovative, a lot more insightful to deliver a stronger impact in a much shorter amount of time. So a lot of what I bring to FWD is fundamentally about how to behave like a trailblazer in the insurance category. That's fascinating. So in the context of insurance... Very intriguing. How does a trailblazer brand behave? At the very core of it, a category trailblazer needs to demonstrate to customers that we understand them better than any company that's been around for 100 years. And that's really where younger players can make a difference to customers, at the same time differentiating ourselves in the market. Now, where it gets more challenging, I would actually say more exciting as well, is how we prove that we understand customers better than others. 
Because the best thing we could do is not tell people how customer-led we are, but show people how customer-led we are. Yes. And that's really where a lot of my work focuses on, the proof behind the promise of being a customer-led company and how we deliver it through insightful value propositions through all of our products. So much of what I do involves product in the product space, creating the strategies, the processes and the tools that enable our markets to introduce compelling product propositions that hit home and that can translate into marketing that cuts through the clutter. I love that phrase, cuts through the clutter. It excites me a lot because FWD is actually in the perfect position to be able to prove all of this because being customer-led is really part of the DNA of our organization. And on the other end, the customer is really demanding this type of disruption in insurance. So really, it's simply meeting customers where they're at. And let me chip in here and say, as full disclosure for listeners, I've actually previously worked with you and I've seen firsthand how you use storytelling extensively in your work. And it's incredibly inspiring to hear you talk about storytelling, particularly how you use its principles to explain insurance products and really bring them to life in new ways. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? I would love to. It is my favorite subject. Let me start by quoting Steve Jobs, because like many others, I'm a fan of his many quotes. And there's one that particularly hits home with me. It's the one where he said that the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And in the beginning, I didn't quite get it, to be very honest. I didn't quite understand why he felt that way. But I did a little bit of research into the history of stories and the relationship between people and stories. And I realized how true from an anthropological level that statement was. You see, he believed that storytellers are the most powerful people in the world because psychologically, people are drawn to listening to stories. It's something that we've been doing for thousands of years and it stayed with us even until today. So what we try to do at FWD is really tell great product stories instead of just detailing product information. So I'll give you an example. If a customer opens a brochure, we don't just want them to be informed, we want them to be interested. And to do that, we set up a story that begins with a context and the conflict that we know that the customer will relate to, which is then resolved by our product value proposition and benefits. The whole story really is to tell customers that we know you and we created this product just for you. We know you. That's great. And do the product designers buy into this too? It's something that we've become very good at because we've trained everyone to think this way, especially our product teams. You'd be surprised by how well our product teams understand our customers and they can build that knowledge into their product designs. Gosh, this is so fascinating. And I could listen to you talk about storytelling for, you know, all day because it's something we can all relate to. And it's so rare to actually hear somebody in insurance, I think, talk in these terms because setting up that conflict is exactly what storytelling is all about. And from the outside, it may seem strange to talk about storytelling and feelings in a business context. But the fact is, is that by making people feel, we make people do, right? Absolutely. We all know how insurance products can be extremely complicated for the average person. And if we were able to just simplify it into a story, it actually helps people understand better and see insurance products in a completely different light. And given that we live in an era of over-information, really that's what customers today need from insurance companies. Not more information, but streamline that information into a simple story. And there are business metrics around this too. 
There's been lots of studies that show how storytelling is able to enhance brand retention because you tend to trust a company more when it speaks to you the way that you're used to. Out of interest, did you ever read about the Significant Objects project, which was intended to demonstrate the power of storytelling? This is a few years ago now, but basically two guys, Joshua Glenn and Rob Walker, this is such a great idea. They posted 129 US dollars worth of items on eBay, but rather than creating these as standard eBay listings, they created little story vignettes about each item to see how much more they'd sell for. Yes, I have heard about that. And it's a great demonstration of the power of stories in a very simple way. And I do recall that that story also had a very happy ending where it ended up with them making up a net profit of over $3 million. So yeah. well done to them. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a product story that you're most proud of? I actually do not, only because I think every product that we create is very insightful and unique to the customer. So they really can't be compared to one another. So let me give you an example. So we created a product story around one of our critical illness products in Indonesia that didn't try to instill a fear in people that they were at risk of suffering from a critical illness. Instead, we spoke about how they live very full lives, which means that they don't have the bandwidth to worry about what might happen and to even waste their money if nothing happens. So that really became the story of not wanting to waste and not wanting to worry. And we built an entire campaign around that when we went to market with it. And also what I like about that is the fact that you've mentioned what Bernie mentioned in her podcast and of course what others have as well since then, which is one of the big FWD differentials, not using fear-based or guilt-based negative messaging as part of your brand communications. 100%. Our stories always focus on positive emotions because fundamentally at FWD, we want to focus on what should happen, not what could happen. And that makes customers respond better to it as well because they don't feel that they are at extra risk because we've just highlighted it to them. So I'm proud of all the stories that we create and I wouldn't say I have a favorite. But I do have something else that I'm proud of that is my favorite. And it's really about how we've applied product stories, particularly into our brochures. So I imagine that listeners are thinking like, seriously, he's proud of a product brochure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just tell you that a lot of strategy went into how we populate the information into our brochures. Because we know how important this collateral is, not just for customers, but also for our sellers. We really felt it deserved more thought and attention. And what we tried to do is develop a framework to guide what goes into a product brochure and how it should flow using the principle of storytelling. So it reads more like a book and less like an instruction manual. And that sounds fabulous. And by sellers, obviously, you, you mean agents, FWD agents. Um, And in fact, actually, it could be anybody, couldn't it? It could also be bank assurance staff or anyone like that. So, Okay, so if we take storytelling as an FWD approach, and I love what you said just then, so it reads like a book and not like a, a manual, that's just inspired. Where else does storytelling live as an approach? Is it mostly in customer product brochures or anywhere else? Well, actually, when we first began applying storytelling, we started off with our product collaterals. 
But we actually yeah. discovered very quickly that it could be adapted to any space where we interact with customers because really storytelling is designed for the customer. So it could essentially be used in our website, in our social media, and even be used by our sellers and agents when they speak directly to customers. We even coined a phrase for that. We called it story selling, which is really an adaptation or an evolution of storytelling. I love that. Story selling. I love that. I love that. This would be coaching agents, bank assurance staff, or I guess agents primarily on how to sell the story, sell the plans using storytelling. And have you had any feedback from agents in relation to how much it's helped customers understand those products more? A lot of the time when we train our agents on our products, we tend to use tried and tested way of explaining products. But what storytelling does is it gives an extra dimension, something that the agents themselves can grasp to, and they can then use that with the customers. And it actually creates more of a conversation rather than mm. a sales pitch. And that's really where we see the benefit of the story coming to life there. Yeah, gosh, again, fascinating. And I've got to ask, Leon, you mentioned your background is in chemical engineering. Have you always been a closet creative or are you simply left-brain as well as right-brain? I can never <laughs> remember which one's creative, which one's, which one's left-right. So actually, it's quite funny. As part of my work in storytelling, I actually discovered that people use both sides of the brains, actually. It's just a matter of the side that you tend to practice more, that you end up using more. But we are all capable of using both sides. And I guess I've just been lucky because I'm in a role that allows me to exercise both the left side and the right side of my brain. Gosh, learning something new all the time. <laughs> I, I, I never knew that. I never knew that. So what's in store for or um, with any future work that you're doing at FWD? Well, because the response from our markets have been overwhelmingly positive so far, I plan to keep supporting them, giving them the right tools and more guidance so that we all become masters at compelling product propositions and telling them through great stories. We've also identified storytelling champions in all of our markets, and their role is really to actively encourage others in their offices to embrace storytelling, One thing that I'm quite proud of is we've created a monthly storytelling circle. And this is where all of us come together to share in our stories with each other, just like people have done over hundreds of years ago. Do you share stories purely to do with product propositions and plans? Or is it practicing the technique of using stories in work? Or how broad does the circle go? Basically, it's for each market to showcase what they've created to other markets. Because one thing that we believe at FWD is we want to share with each other. We want to learn. We want to adopt what other markets are doing because that gives us a much more efficient way of doing things. So it's really around the product stories that each markets have developed and inspiring other markets to think about their products in, in those ways. Yeah, makes total sense. Finally, you have been with FWD for two and a half years. You're a true customer advocate as well as brand champion. You're also, I've noticed, incredibly energized and motivated. I've got to ask, what keeps you so passionate and what keeps you so energized? <laughs> Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I think my... and, and can I have some? <laughs> I think my passion really stems from the fact that I found a career in a company that truly believes in what I can do and one that I equally believe to live up to its promises. And really, that's a lot of synergy in FW's vision to change the way people feel about insurance and my own personal values, which is really to try and create 
tangible change and disruption in this industry in whatever way I can. Obviously, the people who we really want to benefit from this are our customers, particularly those who are young at heart and were previously disconnected with insurance. So it's extremely energizing for me and rewarding to be part of that change. It sounds like it. And it sounds like you're a true asset and doing some really interesting, inspiring things that are also clearly making a difference. So Leon, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lovely chat. So that ends our podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about FWD, you can head to the group website, which is fwd.com. My name's Fiona Mattesini. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.